Hey guys, it's Preston here. Before we get started with today's episode, I need to ask you for help. Every week, Clay and I show up ready to give our most authentic, genuine advice for freelancers trying to scale their business. But without a freelancer on the other end of the call, it's really just not as fun. So if you've been listening for a while, or even if you're brand new here and you still haven't joined us for a call, do me a favor and click the link in the show notes of this episode, or just visit freelance2founder.com and scroll to the bottom of the page. There you can sign up for a time to chat with me and Clay. You'll find a short survey so we can learn more about your business. And we promise we'll do our best to help you take your freelance business to the next level. It's all free. There's no catch. We just love to air these conversations on the podcast. You don't have to be a podcaster. You don't have to have everything figured out. But in order to make this show every week for you and thousands of other listeners, we need your help. So visit freelance2founder.com today and sign up. We can't wait to chat with you. And now onto the show. Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, are you laser focused on your niche? You might think that you've niched down, but is it enough? That's something I get into with my guest today, Jim Huffman. Jim has helped grow a multi-million dollar agency, but he recently launched a more niche productized service called One Day Design. It's a web design business promising a fully developed website in just 24 hours. Yes, you heard that right. We talk all about the power of productizing, how to find your perfect offer, and how to niche down even further than you think you need to. And we'll dive in right after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. My name is Preston Lee with Milo.co and uh, no co-host today. Clay is not able to join us today. He's actually uh, traveling right now as we record this episode, but I do have with me uh, a former guest of the show and a friend of mine, Jim Huffman. Hey, Jim. Preston, what's up? Glad to be back. So excited to have you, man! Why don't you give uh, Why don't you give everyone a quick taste of who you are, and you know maybe why they ought to stick around for the next half hour or so? All right, I'll try my best. So I'm Jim <laughs> Huffman. Yeah, I'm Jim Huffman. I am the CEO of Growth Hit. We are a growth marketing agency focused on direct to consumer companies. Um, we've taken our profits and done maybe a smart or dumb thing and 
started a startup studio where we're launching our own companies, one of which is One Day Design, design a website in 24 hours. We have a direct-to-consumer brand called Handsome Chaos that is bringing dry shampoo to the world of men. And uh, yeah, we have a podcast ourselves called uh, If I Was Starting Today. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of the spiel. So lots lots going on. I think the thing you sort of blazed past, but that really caught my attention and, and uh, was really the catalyst for getting you on the show again is this one-day design uh, company. Websites designed in one day. You know, Clay isn't here, but Clay has worked in the web design space. I've worked in the web design space. Um, I know lots lots of listeners are in the creative spaces, design spaces. I'd love to, uh, I guess over the next half hour, like chat with you about how you've scaled this agency. Could you give us like, could you give us maybe an idea at the outset here of what kind of, timeline uh, you've had on the project, what kind of success you've had on the project, and and maybe, again, like a reason for listeners to, to stick around and hear about this project that you've been working on. Yeah. Um, so, like, it really starts with the fact that I have this agency growth hit, which we've been at now for almost six years, and I did everything the wrong way, absolutely. And we're, <laughs> we're, we're approaching, I, I think we might be able to hit like $3 million, but it's all from like, just breaking my back, doing it the wrong way. And as I read books like Built to Sell, and I see this idea of productized mm-hmm. services, where like, hey, what can we pull out of the agency that we know we can deliver on, can actually be productized? And for us, it's something that's very controllable, and it's doing website designs that are designed to convert, and then we can also do the web development. And so we, we've we been kind of soft launching it for four months. Um, we, we've tried to figure out what works with it, what doesn't, what the process. We've hit just over about 40K in sales. And now we're at the point where we're like, okay, let's really try and, and grow this thing. Um, and that that's kind of where we're at. And happy to get into like the road, the, the issues that we've had, some of the things we've gotten lucky with that has worked. But um, we're trying to do this one very differently from how I built the agency, where it does something very important and it doesn't involve me. Where I feel like with the agency, I was kind of selling my soul with every project, which is not scalable when you're involved in too many of the client projects. Yeah, yeah. Something that we all run into, especially, you know, the whole theme of this show is going from a freelancer to a founder. And there's always that that delineation, right? That line between like, I'm doing everything. At what point do I hand off things? And how much do I hand off? And how much do I stay in the business? And how does that impact my work-life balance? And how does that impact my deliverables? And there's like all these questions about, you know, growing an agency from being a freelancer as opposed to coming in someone who intentionally like just wants to build a business and hires out the creative work or whatever the work is that you deliver as an agency. Like it's a very different path um, going from freelancer to a founder of an agency. It really is. And it's so easy to hear. And even I even give the advice like niches and riches, niche down, productize. But when you're the person on the sales calls and people come to you with an opportunity that has to get a little custom, you've got to be real disciplined to say no to that. And I um, and that can be tough when you're getting started. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit more about um about the business then itself. I'd love to dive into sort of how it how it works, what you've done differently along the way. So it's called One Day Design, right? And I think um you know, the whole the whole premise is like a, a website in a day. Is that right? 
Exactly. So, yeah. you know, you know what really inspired it was we were learning about Canva. And Canva does a billion dollars with a B a year in revenue because people desperately need design work. And so we're looking through like, man, what are people designing with Canva? And we're like, what can we like export out of it and do in a premium way? It's like, okay, well, people need website designs. And with our agency, we're, we're really good at design from two perspectives. One is this idea of conversion rate optimization, make a design that isn't just pretty, but can convert. Um, so we lean there. The second is we have a lot of things we're not good at, but we're actually really good at process and systems, which means speed. So we're like, okay, let's take out website design one. Two, what's our point of differentiation? And we actually really struggle. It's like, is it CRO? Is it speed? Well, we're obsessed with the idea of like eight minute abs, like with, you know, Domino's or whatever, like 30 minute delivery. Yeah. And um, as I kind of go down the YouTube rabbit hole of Alex Hermosi, people value speed over price. They'll even pay more for that. And mm. we, we, I, I, I'm also a sucker for uh, any brand name that says what it is. And so we're like, let, let's really lean into the design component. And yeah. so we, we went for that and we um, were like, okay, here, here's what it is. We have our value prop, what we want to deliver on. And these are designs in Figma that are developer-friendly, but then they could take it live. But we can do the design in 24 hours. We also have recently added on web development, so we can also do the dev for them, whether that's like Shopify, WordPress, or Webflow. Mm-hmm. But, but unfortunately, that dev is not in, in a day. Um, it, it's really just the design. Yeah. And so um, it's, it's been pretty... Here's what's magical is we've actually gotten more like reviews and referrals in the past four months from one day design than our agency has in the past year. Just because it is kind of this magical thing where people are like, all right, here's a website I want and okay, let me know when it's done. And then they wake up and it's in their inbox and they're like, oh my yeah. gosh, that was yeah. delightful. And anyone that's a service provider, when you get that positive feedback, you just you feel so much better rather than that dreaded email from a client that's like, hey, we need to talk. It's not going well. Where's my like, project? Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so that that part, even just from a company morale standpoint, has has been really fun. Um, but yeah, and so anyway, I'll kind of pause there. But I'm happy to get into you know that we no, have basically yeah. the different tiers and the pricing that we're experimenting with. Yeah, let's let's chat about that in a minute. I wanna I wanna do. I guess I wanna ask what maybe a lot of the listeners are asking, and and let me preface this by saying like. We've had previously on the show when we were more of a narrative show, so this is a long time ago. You'd have to go way back in the archives. But we had um, uh, Russ Perry on the show, who maybe you're familiar with. He runs Design Pickle, and it's graphic design. They might do web design at this point. I don't really know. But he sort of disrupted the graphic design space pretty severely at the time. And like there was this love-hate sort of... uh, dichotomy you either you either loved what Russ was doing or you hated it because um, as a designer he was like delivering in 24 hours or less he and his team were delivering graphic design um, in 24 hours or less and and uh, unlimited design that was his thing right so you pay like a flat monthly fee and you get unlimited design and people were just like sort of up in arms about it because they were like how is he affording to do this how can you make this work this can't possibly be quality work they were asking all of those kinds of questions and so i i want to address those questions with you first it's like um how are you how are you from the get go because you're getting referrals so you must be doing good work so how are you keeping quality up um 
and how are you, I guess, you know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant, or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Like, how, how are you condensing a whole process that would normally take a, a, a traditional designer, a web designer, maybe weeks or months to pull off? How are you doing that overnight? Yeah, so I want to address two things with that. Um, I'll get to your question in a second. But first, I, I love what Design Pickle has done, and that's definitely an inspiration. Mm-hmm. And one yeah. step further than that, like, like the robots are coming, meaning that like it's already happening with copy. Yeah, they're here. They're, they're, not, they're not coming. They're here, right? Like, yeah. They're, they're here. It's happening with copy. It's happening with design. We will be disrupted eventually where it's like, hey, AI can design your website faster than one day design. They'll do it in five seconds where yeah. we eventually would actually like to have AI built into it. But anyway, that's just um, talking about the disruption piece. The second piece is how do you do speed? How do you do it fast? So Or at high quality. And when I think about starting a business, you need to play where you have an unfair advantage. Because if you're not playing where you have an unfair advantage, somebody else will, and they mm-hmm. will eat your lunch. And again, we have a lot of disadvantages, but where we have advantages is we have this CR agency where we've worked with over 100 clients. We've done so many designs. We've done so many different business models where we've had to perfect a process for that. And so we understand conversion. We understand how to work with clients to get feedback, hear it, and take those designs. So when we were doing one-day design, we're like, let's take all those learnings and bottle that up into this you know, assembly line that we do. 
So first, it starts with the onboarding. It doesn't, the clock doesn't start ticking until we have everything from you. Brand guidelines, inspiration websites, color palettes, fonts, um, even key parts of the copy. So that's one like head start that we get. The yeah. second and, is, and that's that's yeah, so fair because like as a freelancer, when you're in the web design, it's like half half the project's timeline is collecting assets from the client, right? Oh my gosh. So, so that's absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and that's the key thing. And then the other thing is, you know, working within Figma and having designers on the ready where this is their sole focus, where we, we've actually gotten some done in like two hours. Other ones will take longer because we want more people involved, but it's creating that space for people to like hand it to the designer, ready to ro- go, and then they have the deep work. Um, and so, and we also have to preference clients like, hey, our first swing, it might be a little off because we're doing this in an hour or in, in a day, but you have unlimited revisions. Mm. We usually nail it by that third revision, if not the second. Yeah. Um, and so we also over, have Over to, what timeline can they have unlimited revisions? Like, yeah, like, it's a like it's if a they change their mind around. a month from now. Oh, good question. Yeah, you know no, I mean? um, yeah, we we were thinking through that. Like, how can people find the loophole? Like, oh, that's how they do it. So we <laughs> we say that um, it's unlimited designs, but we don't start on the next design until the first design or the one before it is approved, because that could get really dicey if all of a sudden, like, unlimited designs. Here's fifty designs. Work on all of them at the same time. Yeah. So we we start and stop because that can be the death of a designer, yeah. where you just have a million things where feedback always coming in. Well, and that that was Russ Perry's whole business model too is like part of the, part of the way he does unlimited, quote unquote unlimited. I mean, technically the requests are unlimited, but he still required a day for each task, each design. And so, unless I, you know, they might have a more sophisticated way of doing it now like credits or something, I don't really know, but this was years ago and he and so really it was like you were buying 30 design projects in a month or 31, right? Because it took 24 hours between each each project, but but you could you could like ethically and morally still say to the client unlimited requests because or unlimited design or whatever unlimited revisions because they are they're literally able to submit as many as they want and then it's just reasonable to say well you know we can accomplish these each in 24 hours each and then and whatever so I think that, I guess what I'm getting at is like this is maybe a good marketing lesson for freelancers who are interested in sort of building a productized service like this. It's like think through the messaging. How can you um, uh, explain the value in the most enticing way possible? Without obviously not, you don't want to deceive anyone. You don't want to lead anyone astray or, or lie about your offering. But like, so often as freelancers, we we just don't think through like how we say things. And 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 obviously that's that's the art of like copywriting. And and um and the better you get at that, the the more your business will thrive, no matter whether you're a web designer or a, an illustrator or a writer or whatever, if you can be good at copywriting and figuring out how to say to your clients what they want to hear about your service, man, that just, that, it does so much for your business. It, it's so true. If, if you can really understand how to position in a way where it gets their attention, it's everything. And some frameworks we think through when we're doing this is one is, you know, time delay to benefit, where if you can compress the time delay to get to that benefit or magic moment, that's everything. Mm. The mm-hmm. second is like risk reversal. What are the biggest objections they're going to have in the decision journey? And how can you address that with a guarantee or something that makes the risk a benefit? So for right. us, it's 
um, unlimited revisions. Because like, oh, I designed it in a day, but what if it's crap? Well, like, we're yeah. saying, hey, unlimited mm-hmm. revisions, so you're going to love it because like you have unlimited revisions. We'll work on it until you love it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then the other one was no contract. So it's you can basically cancel at, at any time. Because the more I do marketing and and work with companies it's really not about the product as important as that is it's about distribution and it's about your activation offer because if you figure out those two things oh man that that solves a lot of problems okay so say more about that go into those two things a little bit more yeah so i I think i kind of spoke to the like the activation but it's it's kind of twofold because we're in a crowded space design oh my gosh there's so many options it's paralyzing so you really have to have a true point of differentiation. And that's why we leaned into speed. So like, okay, one day design. And just to be fully transparent, yeah. we're testing personas where if we really had the cojones, maybe we'd say one day design just for Webflow, just for Shopify, just for WordPress, or mm. just for direct-to-consumer brands, or just for SaaS. To be honest, we want a bigger sample set to decide where we have the best clients. And we actually do more than just website design. We'll actually do unlimited design with ads, with email templates, with pop-ups, with ebook covers. But here's the problem. We were putting it on the website and it actually took away from the essence of what made us, I think, interesting and what made us in a game of telephone something people would easily understand and tell other people. So we actually do that as a retention ploy where we're like, hey, we did the website, we can do more pages for you, but did you know we can do these other things? Yeah, and we really that. struggled with that, right? Because we want to, you want to tell the client or the potential lead about everything you do, but sometimes it's too much and they don't hear what matters. That's such a good, such a good uh, thing to keep in mind, especially like as freelancers are building out their portfolio websites or whatever you want to call them, their landing pages. Because yeah, we're tempted to put in every project we've ever done. Uh, every case study, all the, all the, we want to show them that we offer six different services. But then you don't ever become known as like you guys are trying to become known as people who can design a website in one day, right? And I love what you said, like that game of telephone, meaning as clients talk to their friends and their friends talk to their friends, like it's so easy to say, yeah, they design your website in a day and it's awesome. And then it's and then it's not like yeah they design your website or your ebook cover or your social media images or your et cetera et cetera et cetera <laughs> and and I think they maybe do that they do it really quick I don't remember how and it just gets like really muddy right um, I love that idea of like keeping your your value proposition extremely simple that doesn't mean you can't like you said add things on later right but um, as upsells or cross sells or whatever but like. What a great learning for freelancers, whether they're building an agency or not. Like you focus on what you do best, that's your primary offering, and that's what you become known for. And then if there are other things that that you want to add on later or upsell or cross-sell later, you can certainly do so. Yeah, it's keeping that tip of the spear sharp. Cause if you have too many things, then it gets dull and it loses a yeah. authority and power. And so that that's like one part of it. And then the second part of your question is okay, it's like figure your your offer. Your go-to-market, so you're the special snowflake that people understand. The second is, where do you have an unfair advantage with a distribution channel? And just being transparent, we haven't cracked the code on this yet. We have a little bit of an unfair advantage in the fact that we have growth hit that drives um, a decent amount of leads, which is our agency. And 
basically, if you don't have the budget to hire our CRO team to do all of the testing and research, mm-hmm. the disqualified leads go to one-day design. Yeah. So we're getting that spill off, which has been great. But is that enough to service a high-growth business? Absolutely not. Um, I spoke with the um, the CEO of Privy, and I was like, I'm trying to understand his growth. And he's like, the best thing I did was I found the right distribution channel at the right time. And for Mm -hmm. him, it was the Shopify marketplace and getting into that ecosystem. And he's like, our number one priority was being the number one app there. And everything else was secondary. And I love how laser focused he was on that to go to an acquisition with attentive. So we're like, man, what is ours? You know, is it, can we become a Shopify preferred partner? Is it, um, um, you know, finding some community or some niche that we're focused in on? Um, this isn't relevant for our business, but in the spirit of people trying to find an unfair advantage with distribution, like what are the new Shopify app marketplaces that are opening up? Right now, there's kind of two. Um, Slack um, has a marketplace that opened up like a year, year and a half ago. Like, what are the Slack first apps that are going to start there? The second is Stripe, just opened up their um, kind of app ecosystem. Something big is going to happen there. And so, th- those are things we're always looking to like, man, where can we get some unfair advantage with the distribution channel? I love that because I've, I, so I've, so I've worked in marketing, boy, forever. Um, studied it in college. My first few jobs out of school were in marketing, and that's just sort of always been my sweet spot. And I have, I have, like through the school of hard knocks, learned this lesson, and and I preach it as often as I can. Is what you're saying, which is like, it doesn't matter how good your product is, it doesn't matter how good your message is, if you don't have the distribution to broadcast that message and get it in front of the right people, it literally doesn't matter. Like we forget so often that marketing is not advertising, right? Marketing is matching a a market, a target market with your perfect offering. And you can have a perfect offering. And if you don't have distribution to that audience, they're never going to see it. They're never going to buy it and it won't matter. Um, And and so I I love how you look, how you're looking at that. We did the same thing like with, um, with our uh, freelance lead generation service called Solid Gigs. And we discovered early on that we were seeing huge conversion rates uh, when people found us through search. But it was really hard for us to rank high early on because, you know, we were brand new and whatever, we were competing against other, other people that had been around for a while. But what we found was if we could get on like bloggers' radars, and if we got listed in like the number one ranking list for freelance lead generation sites or freelance job sites or whatever, if we could get listed just in the in the top one, in the one that was currently ranking number one, all the rest would follow. Anytime, because, you know, unfortunately, a lot of content on the web is copycat, but that worked in our favor because then anytime anyone wrote an article about how to find freelance jobs and they included sites to find freelance jobs, they would reference that first Google result, right? And then they would just replicate that list and we would be included in it. And so all of a sudden we were being included in lists everywhere um, just by getting placed in just a top few, having that laser focus to say, what are the top you know, five or six outlets that are ranking number one for these terms that we want to rank for? And how do we get listed in their articles? And it, it paid off in huge ways and continues to pay off. Um, so I love that idea of like that laser focus distribution, um, regardless of what you're trying to grow. Like that's, that to me is, is marketing gold. 
Oh, I love that you found that channel, especially when it's organic. Oh man, that's like the the holy grail. I um, when I was first starting growth hit. So it's a little ghetto or gangster, however you want to look at it. But um, there was some really good growth hacking job boards back then. And I would apply for these jobs where they're looking for a growth marketer. I'd get on the interview and then I do a bait and switch. I'm like, oh, well, you can't hire me, but I have an agency. And that's yeah. how I got like some of my first clients. So I don't know if that was um, finding a distribution channel or just being shady. But um, that's, that's <laughs> but it I worked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let me. Why don't we? Why don't you tell us? Uh, we've got maybe I don't know eight or ten minutes left here. I want to hear what you think the future of this kind of service-focused agency is. Let's let's like pull out as many learnings as we can from what you've done already and where you think this is headed. I, say I'm a freelancer right now. I'm listening in, or I'm I'm an agency builder, and I I want to really build a productized service like this, a laser-focused productized service. Where it's like so easy. I love. I keep coming back to that idea of the telephone, right? Um, and, and by the way, if you're not familiar, the telephone game is a game we play at least here in the U.S. Uh, where you like tell a friend one thing, and they tell a person another thing, and they tell a person another thing, and you see how weird it ended up at the end of the chain, right? And so the goal is like, how can you make it as clear as possible so as it as it travels through multiple people via word of mouth, your message stays pure and and um, and simple and powerful, and so. I love I love that concept. I guess like coming back to what I'm saying, if if uh, if I'm a freelancer, if I'm an agency builder, and I'm listening to Jim right now talk about how they're building this sub agency of sorts or this um, this productized service, what are the big takeaways uh, that I need to keep in mind? Where is this kind of service business headed? Like what what do I need to know? Yeah, so it's like okay. I'm I'm convinced I'm brainwashed by Jim and Preston. I'm going the productized service route. <laughs> right, yeah. What's like the checklist of what you'd want to do to 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 land this plane to pull this off? So again, the the hardest advice is niche down because here's why: if if you go out there as a freelancer productized service, like hey, we're a growth marketing productized service, hire us for unlimited growth marketing. Oh man, you're you're setting yourself up for a recipe of disaster. But if you're like, hey. Growth marketers, we literally just optimize pricing pages for SaaS companies um, that do demos, webinars, mm. and this. You know, you're like, oh no, I'm niching down. But when people look for you that need you, it's not even competition because you're the one. And whenever I was, um, I spoke with David C. Baker, who's like the consultant's consultant, he's like, your niche isn't too small as long as you can buy a list or find a list of 2,000 potential customers to serve. As long as you have 2,000 as your TAM total addressable market, game on. And so I would really challenge people to you try and niche down too far. Like really try. Because you 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 will probably realize you're you're not going as far as you're worried about, right? And to give some examples to that, there is a company called draft.dev where it's a productized service that does blog content only for technical developers. And so you're like, wait, that sounds very niche. The, the guy has built a very, very strong mid-seven-figure brand yeah. doing that, right? What, remind so, me his name. We've had him on the show. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's Carl. Um, oh, what is his last name? But um, is it Hughes, maybe? Yes, yes, exactly right. Yeah. Super impressive. Oh, really impressive. And I, I yeah. love this story because, yeah, he, he, he basically said like, I was trying to do some freelance writing 
and I just couldn't make it stick. And then he's like, and then I wrote a couple articles for some dev blogs or, or dev startups or something for their blogs. And he's like, and I was able to charge like 10 times as much. And then, and then he scaled up like in a year, he had, he had hired like 50 contractors or something because the demand was so high because he became known as like the, the dev writer because he, he was a developer and so were all of his writers. They knew how to write about that subject matter. So you're not going to go to like some random like travel blogger on Fiverr. You're going to hire a draft to craft your, your development themed content because they know what they're talking about. It was, it's a super cool story. And I'll link to that episode uh, in the show notes of this episode as well for those who want to listen to Carl's story, but really, really fascinating. It's so good. He's like, I literally have one competitor. He's like, that's the only <laughs> competition. So if it's a competitive deal, it's like, oh, you're talking to Tom. I know who you're talking to. <laughs> so um, so the, the other thing to think about is when you think productized service, you might default to the design pickle where it's like 500 bucks a month. I would even challenge to do the opposite where mm. just because productized doesn't mean it's cheap. Can you get the price up, right? Mm. 5K, 10K, or even more per month. As long as you can connect the price they're paying to the value they get, which is ideally revenue, then it can really make a great business case. The the third thing, and I think this is the sweet spot, is retention. I, I mean, there are definitely are some very strong ones where they're in the acquisition game where it's a one-and-done type of deal. But if you can get retention working, oh man, then you can spend more to acquire people and your margins can get even better. If mm-hmm. I could design the ultimate product type service, it would not be in marketing. Um, it would be in accounting. Because once you get into someone's books and their financials, oh boy, are you sticky. That's why yeah. it's, like tech and developers are sticky once you're in the code base. I love yeah. SEO as well because it's playing the long game. right? It's not... Um, the what have you done for me lately business that I chose with growth marketing. Um, and then the final piece as you're building all of this, please, Lord, do not build yourself into the product. That's something that I'm trying to do with one day design where I'm trying not to be a part of any of it. Even though I'm doing sales right now, I'm really looking to see like, hey, can I find the right salesperson? And one comment on that, when you're doing a productized service, really try and get your like kind of gross margin over... 50 or even 60%. Why? Not just because you want to be some fat cat with good margins. Then you have more room to spend on marketing, more room to potentially get a salesperson where you'd have to pay them a commission. And as companies grow, you have to have more kind of operational things and you have cushion in the margin to do that. And that's something that we're really trying to figure out so we can afford to have people to help run it so we're not running around with our head cut off. Yeah. Wow, that was like a fire hose of really great advice. I, I want to come back to one thing you mentioned before, which is um, this idea of like stickiness, right? I know Clay, in his experience building his first agency, it was like $200 a month, so pretty low price point. But it was, um, they they were built into like a 24-month contract or something like that. And so it ended up being a fair amount of money by the time they were done with their contract. But But the clients were willing to pay because... They didn't have to pay, you know, $2,400 up front for something for a web design. And then they got, quote unquote, unlimited revisions uh, every month. So if they needed some content updated or something, you know, an icon added or a link changed or whatever, like they could make those changes under their $200 a month thing. And I think, I think like what you said about stickiness is important because once they designed the website, it was so easy for them to say, we've designed it now. If you ever need updates, we're here for you. 
and that's covered under your thing that you're already paying anyway, right? So basically, they like financed the website up front, and then through that financing, they basically had two years of quote unquote free support. And it, it was it's a model that worked really, really well for him. I can see here on One Day Design um, on your website, it looks like you pay about twelve at the lowest about twelve ninety nine a month, and then you get your first design in twenty four hours, and and then you get like one new web page design per month if you want it. So that, I mean, that's killer. Like if you're in, in the kind of business where you're doing lots of different websites or lots of different landing pages, that's a great deal. Yeah, we're trying to anchor it against expensive premium agencies yeah. as opposed to like the, the Canva. But um, I love what Clay's done on the retention side. We might steal that um, with the, the dev to maintain things because... That's what we're trying to be relentless about testing is like, where can we be super sticky? So mm-hmm. we're embedded in this. Like I talked to my accountant, her average retention with clients is like six years. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like I I've wish stuck I was with accountants. <laughs> I've, I've stuck with accountants that I hate because it's just like such a pain to switch. It's that, it's that um, pain point uh, on switching that you have to really find how can you add value um, and almost increase the pain of switching, right? And it, and it's not even like you're not trying to increase pain on your client. What you're trying to do is like add so much value that they can't imagine switching because it's just like, well, you know, the value that they add right now, I can't imagine going somewhere else and getting more for it. So, yeah, no, accountants, accountants like that, and 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 this is why like the fresh books and the hectics and the um and the honey books and like all these financial tools for freelancers. That's why they do so well too. Because once you're once you've connected all your banks and you've and you've started sending invoices, you've got all your historical records of your invoices, like you're not going to change. Um, which is why I love like uh, like Hectic, for example, one of our new favorite freelancing tools. They do this like import thing where if you've been on FreshBooks, you can import all of your previous stuff. So that's like one way they're sort of combating that. It's like a free, uh, they'll help you transfer over for free. So that's kind of a cool idea. Um, anyway, I'm going down a rabbit hole now, but I, I just love the idea of like the stickiness, right? How do you How do you figure out the stickiness uh, to keep clients around as long as possible. I know that that is everything because once you work so hard to close a client, you you got to do whatever it takes yep. to maintain them. If not, then you're just in the acquisition game, and that's a tough hamster wheel to to be on. Well, your distribution channel that we've talked about before has to be a hundred times as large because you know you have to make fresh new sales every month or every few months in order to keep your your revenue up. So. Yeah. No, no, absolutely. That's that's the key. It's so easy, right? <laughs> yes, we have it all figured out. Well, Jim, this has been this has been a lot of fun for me. It's uh, been a pleasure chatting with you about your business. Why don't you quickly tell everyone where they can catch up with you, where the best place to connect and learn about any uh, particular business of yours? Yeah, for sure. So uh, One Day Design is just one, the word one, uh, O-N-E, day dot design. Um, I'm on Twitter at Jim W. Huffman. And then yeah, our, our agency is just growthhit.com and then have a podcast as well if I was starting today with Preston. I need to get you on that one, man. Um, That'd be I need, fun. I need, I need to hear your story more. But um, but yeah, that's where you can find me. But I'm I'm, I'm creeping around the internet in, in different corners. So <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> well, Jim, thanks again for joining us today. I It's been insightful for me. Hopefully it has been for the listeners as well. And we really appreciate you taking the time. Of course. Thank you, Preston. All right, man. Take care. 
Freelance to Founder is produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of the Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time, see ya.